0: Hello there and welcome to Thekin Animals, episode three. This is the podcast about quirky stories about animals, animal facts, and how animals are treated in popular culture, and how we all feel about animals. That's explored as well. And as you can hear in the background, that is Pig's Three Different Ones, which is a song from Pink Floyd's 1977 album, Animals. Pigs are probably one of the most misunderstood animals, in my opinion. There's a lot of myths and misconceptions about pigs, and their treatment in popular culture is often negative. Here to join me to discuss pigs in depth in terms of nature facts and society, I have my good friend and the host of the Feckin' Metal podcast. He is Fergal Trainer, and we're going to take you through and we're going to talk all things pigs in a minute. I just ask you, uh, Mr. Trainer, what is your personal relationship with pigs?
1: I don't have any personal relationship per se. I don't have any pig friends uh, currently, but um, I do think that pigs are one of the most prominently featured animals in popular culture. When you ask me about this idea ideas came flooding to my head about what we could talk about. And there was almost too much material. Um, so the pig is a symbol of all sorts of things in society, in everything from music to video games to films and TV and books. So I just uh, ideas flew out of me the minute uh, you even asked me or suggested this topic. So that's kind of where I'm coming from with this more of a pigs in popular culture. Again, similar to what we talked about with geese in popular culture.
0: Excellent. When is the last time you saw a live pig in person? Oh G-
1: Jesus! Uh, a live pig. I, c- I couldn't honestly tell you. Um, I don't know. Do, I don't think they have. The, Did they have them in the zoo?
0: Have you ever seen a live pig? I have
1: seen a live pig because I remember we went to a farm as children and we visited a farm. This is in junior infants now, when we were four years old. But I still have some memories of that day, uh, or five years old, sorry. Um, but I do remember being in the zoo in maybe two thousand and. 16, 17 I'll say and they had a, a petting zoo for children and they had a farm and I'm almost certain there were pigs at that so I'd say it's five years ago four years ago when I last saw a live pig
0: Yeah that's the best place if you want to go and see live pigs would be a petting zoo and I asked that because a few weeks ago I was there with my wife and we came across we were in a petting zoo in uh, Bay called Newbridge Farm and uh, we came across this giant pig and the first thing my wife said to me is the, f- the funny thing about pigs is you can eat every single part of them
2: <laughs> yeah, that's so that's true.
0: Interesting. And then, if if you look at it, you, you have the uh the fowl, which is at the the front of the pig. You have the butt. You have a picnic. You have spare ribs. You have a loin. You've bacon. You've ham. And people eat pigs' feet as well. So it's it's literally all over the pig's uh, body, apart from the snout and the ear. Oh no, people do eat the ears as well. I think.
1: Yeah, and you've obviously got the toenails and. Uh verrucas and things like that that end up in in pudding in Ireland. Oh, is that true? Is that
0: where they come from? Toe nails and verrucas? No, I was joking. Sorry, I I didn't actually listen properly to the gag. But anyway, I thought that was interesting. And then I thought, when she said that, I thought, well, that's how we think of pigs. So why don't we do an episode on fecking animals on pigs and really think about how we understand pigs and think about some of the misconceptions of pigs and how pigs are sometimes a misunderstood animal. Would you agree with that, that they're misunderstood?
1: Uh, Yeah, definitely. Uh, Just thinking of Pulp Fiction, as you say that. A pig is a filthy animal. I just don't dig on swine, that's all.
0: Yes, and I have something with uh, Pulp Fiction to come back to later. Um, But you know pigs, they include domestic pigs and their ancestor, the common Eurasian wild boar, along with other species. Um, There's eight living species of pigs. There's the Wadden bearded pig. There's this Bornean bearded pig. There's a Visayan warty pig. There is a Celibus warty pig. There's a Oliver's warty pig. And there's a Philippine warty pig. And there's a wild boar and a Javan warty pig. And there also is a number of extinct species, uh, such as the early Pleistocene scene of China. You can see all of this is coming straight from my memory. Um, yes, of course. Yeah, it sounds like it as well. Yeah, it's. Uh, and the other thing about pigs is that Humans have cherry-picked rare mutations that would be quickly eliminated in, the, in wild context. So a, a domesticated pig obviously wouldn't survive in the wild. Right. So, pigs, just kind of an introduction to pigs. Let's get down to business. Let's really get into this now about pigs. <laughs> because I've been waiting this for, for a few weeks. I've been storing up these information about pigs. And I'm approaching this from the angle of misconceptions about pigs. So I'm going to throw at some things at you and, and see what your reaction is. And then I'm going to give some facts as well, to uh. OK, so uh, you dirty pig.
1: Yeah, that's seen as quite an insult, isn't it? One of the worst insults you can use without swearing.
0: Yeah. And uh, we were in uh, on holidays once in uh, Crete and we were very um, well, we were dirty. <laughs> How we, how we uh, kept ourselves We threw our clothes in the ground There was toilets that were blocked This was a two week uh, leaving cert holiday at the age of 18
1: We um, went to the toilet In places that were not designated toilets
0: Yes And so on And we were referred to by the owner as pigs As she threw us out So it's synonymous with uh, You dirty pig But an interesting thing is that pigs are one of the cleanest animals
1: yeah, so I've heard, Like, but is that actually true? Because from what I've seen, they roll around in shit and muck. So how are they
0: clean? Very interesting. Counterpoint. I'm going to come to that in a second. But just some information on the cleanliness is that they refuse to defecate where they sleep and eat if given the choice. Even newborn piglets will leave their sleeping areas to relieve themselves. And this is in contrast to what Samuel L. Jackson said in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I don't eat nothing that... Ain't got sense enough to disregard its own feces. <laughs> he was explaining why he doesn't eat pork. Nice
1: use of the actual audio clip there as well. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I went into a generic uh, American we will say. <laughs> uh, 90% of the pig's diet is plant-based and in the wild. And some the reason why they sometimes eat their own feces is because... it's really hard to digest plant based food sometimes for the pigs. It's like grass and things like that. So a lot of it can come back up and look and smell the same because it's not fully digested. Mm -hmm. Uh Aha. So, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, I have it written here. Domestic pig occasionally munches on on the odd turd. It's most likely because it's cramped home, makes it hard not to.
1: So, like, if they're saying pigs are one of the cleanest animals and they eat their own shit, how dirty are (laughs) are other animals then?
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what are other animals doing? Well, let me explain. This, this next point is related to how clean pigs are. Have you ever sweat like a pig? I have, yeah. <laughs> I've sweated
1: ex- extensively, and I probably have used that phrase all right. But I don't know where it comes from. Have
0: you said, I'm sweating like a pig? I'm sure I have in my lifetime, yeah. And if you've used that, do you realise that that would be factually incorrect? I do now. <laughs> because pigs cannot sweat. <laughs> they don't have sweat glands. They roll around in mud, to go back to your earlier point, and dirt, to keep themselves cool on hot days. The mud also protects them from sunburn. So they can't sweat and they're trying to cool themselves down.
1: Wow, that is really interesting. So there's, They're very hairy animals as well, so it must get quite uncomfortable um, if you can't secrete uh,
0: Exactly sweat. And it, was, it reminds me of uh, Prince Andrew who once said I don't uh, actually I can't sweat I know I wasn't uh, sweating he, he was talking about something and I remember this I've yeah. been with a, I think an underage girl that uh, all kinds of things that I yeah we, we we've we all heard we've this all story. heard the story but there was something to do with the story where he was saying that uh, a photo was doctored because there were sweat patches I think in the photo and he said he, he doesn't sweat because he went to war and there was, he had an adrenaline surge And uh, that stopped him from sweating.
1: Yeah. And then lots of photos materialized of him sweating in various (laughs) situations.
0: Yes. Pig ignorant. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a uh, c- colloquialism in Ireland, I think. Uh, it's the height of ignorance in a person to say somebody is pig ignorant. It's m- more so than just being ignorant. It's as ignorant as a pig, which is worse for some reason.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting because pigs are ranked as the fifth most intelligent animal in the world. Sorry, I don't have the top four. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask. You, I'm sure dolphins are in there somewhere. Um, probably whales and chimps. Uh, but pigs are smarter than dogs. Uh, They can learn to jump over and pick up objects and bring them back. Uh, They learn from each other. They learn their names in just two weeks and come when they're called. They have 20 distinct grunts and squeals. And they have exceptional (laughs) memories, especially when it comes to object location. So it's ironic that the people who are saying you're pig ignorant are are actually the ignorant ones. (laughs) Right. Do you know what? Uh, Right. (laughs) Sorry I, went right. weird... Sorry, I was going to say I'll go on to the culture bit but let me just actually double back on myself and finish this off these pig facts and then I'm going to let you have the floor for some of your points if that's okay. Sure. A couple of other facts about pigs. Pigs have an excellent sense of direction. Pigs are like navigators. They can find their way home over large distances. Um, and this reminds me of a book called The Great Pig Escape by Linda Muller which I read when I was about Eight years old. It was all about pigs escaping from a farmyard. A big gang of them. And navigating their way across across England. Um, trying to find out new things about themselves. And the outside world. Um, oh, and the final thing. Uh, have you heard this about pigs and ejaculation? And orgasms? No, no, go ahead. Well, people will often say that the, the pig, uh, they, they will have multiple orgasms. And they are one of the most... <clears throat> sexual animals (laughs) and it is true that uh, the average duration of ejaculation from a pig is about six minutes my god (laughs) and this poses a particular problem for people who are breeding pigs and they have to keep the pig going for that six minutes and they can't interrupt it so they have to keep the process going until the pig has fully ejaculated <clears throat> and how do they keep the process going?
1: Well, surely the pig would want to keep it going if it's still ejaculating, wouldn't? Would it not?
0: Yes, the pig wants to keep it going. If, if they're so intelligent, <laughs> if the pig finds out that it's stopped, the pig will get very angry, angry and attack the uh, um, person doing that job. Wouldn't we all? <laughs> we would. <laughs> Although for human beings, it would be much quicker. <laughs> Even still <laughs> uh, One one male pig Apparently uh, Was recorded uh, Yielding semen Continuously For 31 minutes <laughs> <laughs> So that is Yielding two about Pigs and ejaculation Right Okay Fucking hell Right So there's the pig facts Out of the way Got them the hell out of the way Went on a bit longer Than I was planning But let's now go into The thrust Of the pig Of, of the show And that is The cultural influence Of pigs And I'm just going to let you hand it over to you, trainer. And whatever you have there, you've done a, you've got a couple of points about pigs. I have some other cultural points about pigs, but the floor is yours to uh, talk about pigs. However, okay, but one thing. OK,
1: one thing that jumped out at me was, of course, that police are known as pigs. It's a derogatory term. Did you come across this in your research? Yes, yes. So I didn't actually look it up, but it seems to be common, not just in the US, but it's crept, it's crept into Ireland as well. It's like, oh, fuck the pigs. Uh, if you were a youth and you were underage drinking, you might see police in the distance yes. and you'd say something like that. And I, I always wondered, where did that come from? So I didn't actually look into it myself, but I thought you might have done.
0: Um. Well, no. <laughs> what, I, <laughs> what I can say is that pigs have over time represented figures in society that were at the top of the social ladder uh, th- yes. those those people in society that have power and i don't know if you came across this in your research but roger waters uh pink Flo- he, he wrote about pigs um as the ones about being the ones with wealth and power that manipulate the rest of society and encourages them to be competitive and cutthroat so that the pigs can be remain powerful
1: yeah, I did, actually. I was going to talk about that next. Um, but OK, so you reckon the police kind of inherited that because of, of such symbolism in, in artistic works and things like that. That's fair enough. Yeah, there's another funny Pink Floyd story. So that's obviously from the album Animals, which names various different tracks after different types of animals. So sort there's of sheep, dogs, pigs, and it's about like the socio-political climate at the time in the late 1970s. But uh, there was a very interesting story as well related to Pink Floyd. So Roger Waters left Pink Floyd famously in 1985, and they used the flying pig in their shows. Um, After that album, Animals, it was a regular feature of Pink Floyd shows, and they used it to kind of demonstrate uh, political ideas or to kind of recently, like Roger Waters has used it um, at his shows, and he, he kind of puts up an image of Donald Trump mixed with a pig, that type of stuff. So it's always a political type of thing. But um, there was a bitter split between Roger Waters and David Gilmour and Pink Floyd in the 80s and various uh, parts of the Pink Floyd catalogue and the Pink Floyd uh, whatever um, legal aspects of it were inherited by both of them. So Roger Waters actually owns the rights legally to use a pig in association with Pink Floyd music. Uh, But the pig that they always used when they were together as a band was a sow. So... When David Gilmore continued Pink Floyd in the 80s, he decided to use a flying pig at the shows, but he attached a massive pair of testicles to the pig so that he couldn't be sued by Roger Waters.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That is a good cultural fact about pigs. So a sow is the female pig.
1: Yeah, so uh, Waters owns the sow, and Gilmore said, fuck it, I'm doing a, a male pig. I don't know what that's called, actually. I think they're just a pig.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. That's it's bizarre and interesting. I know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But that's that's how bitter it got between them. That's the level of detail the lawsuit went into when they were dividing their assets. Sorry, that's the word I was looking for earlier assets, things like that. But um, lots of music references to pigs. There's a Black Sabbath song, War Pigs, which is about uh, politics at the time as well. Um, it, it's actually the cover of their album, Paranoid is a Man Dressed in a Pig Suit. That's the album that that song is on the mascot for the band motorhead is a pig uh then in video games pigs have been in so many different (laughs) video games so doom has a famous demon pig um duke nukem 3d uh where aliens have invaded earth they've mutated the lapd and they've turned them all into actual pigs Mm. so a lot of those shooter games
0: where, where, where one is often shooting pigs
1: Exactly. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog has pig enemies as well. So pigs have shown up as enemies um, in a lot of different video games. And yeah, it reinforces the negative stereotype attached to pigs. We're we're trying to kill the pigs constantly and they're seen as evil and dangerous and we should eradicate them. Um, A couple of other things I I had were a few phrases. Um, So going back to your earlier stuff, as happy as a pig in shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. I didn't come across that one, but I've heard it before.
1: Yeah, so I think that's probably more of an Irish thing. Um, I've only really ever heard Irish people saying it, but it's a good one because we have established, haven't we, that they do kind of roll around in their own shit. It's not really shit. It's not really their own shit, it though. It would be, it be
0: dirt and, and mud around them. They, okay, they tend so, not to like their own shit.
1: Sorry, okay, so they don't defecate where they eat or where they sleep. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Okay, well, anyway, so it could be one of those <laughs> incorrect uh, stereotypes about pigs. But uh, another one as well in Ireland is um, On the Pig's Back, of course. Oh, yes, good one. Or in Irish, "Er Oh,
0: I remember that now. We had to put that (laughs) into every essay in school as as much as possible.
1: Yeah, it was one of those phrases you were um, strongly encouraged to use in your Irish oral exam uh, when you were doing an oral exam of speaking Irish to uh, an examiner and also in your essays to demonstrate your level of vocabulary and idiom. So obviously, just to explain what up what that means is if you're on the pig's back it means you're doing extremely well you're like on a gravy train almost nothing can go wrong you're like we're on that pig's back um it's, it's the height of success and yeah it's seen as a very good thing um then of course we couldn't not mention the story of the three little pigs oh, i assume you were going to talk about that
0: excellent yeah that's an excellent lead in just on uh, uh on the pig's back just just briefly have you ever used that non-ironically no never in my life no have you ever heard anyone use it non-ironically
1: not really it's the type of thing you'd see in advertising or when people are taking the piss more so than an actual phrase Uh, but it's like something like it's not quite as bad but it's like something like top of the morning to you or something like that like no one actually says that um except they do in popular culture but it's kind of look down like you look down your nose at it and kind of Sneer at it. <laughs> yes. <Yeah,
0: yeah. laughs> <laughs> only losers use that phrase.
1: Yeah, so like no, I've never used on the pig's back, but like personally I would tend to stay away from those things anyway. They're kind of redundant and uh yeah, you know, I wouldn't use it non-ironically. Sound like a wanker now, of course. But um no, I wouldn't. Apart, from, from, in my. Oh, course, apart from in Irish
0: essays. That's the honor. Oh of course, apart from an Irish essays yes It's cool. Three little pigs, yeah. I, I have it in front of me. I, I I'm gonna I have a little passage to read out to the listener but had you any uh, comments or or anything you'd like to say before I read out that passage?
1: Just some takeaways from the actual story but maybe read the passage first and then we can talk about
0: it. Uh, So the story begins with the title characters the three little piggies being sent out into the world by their mother to seek out their fortune. The first little pig builds a house of straw but a wolf blows it down and devours him. The second little pig builds a house of sticks which the wolf also blows down though with more blows and the second little pig is also devoured each exchange between the wolf and pig features ringing proverbial phrases namely little pig little pig let me come in no not by the hairs of my chinny chin chin then i'll huff and i'll puff and i'll blow your house in the third little pig builds a house of bricks which the wolf fails to blow down he then attempts to trick the pig out of the house by asking him to meet him at several places but he is outwitted each time finally the wolf resolves to come down the chimney where upon the pig who owns the brick house lights a pot of water on the fireplace the wolf falls in and is boiled to death (laughs) (laughs) Graphic. Graphic
1: indeed. It's like all those stories were, though, weren't they?
0: Yeah, I just one one uh, little note on that. Some of the more children versions of that have the pigs surviving. The first two pigs, they run into the next house. Uh, and all the three pigs ah, are. here.
1: Not, not in the book I had, anyway. The ladybird version. Yeah, so that's an interesting story. Obviously, like it's a big metaphor for life in general. Like you, There are no shortcuts to things, financially or otherwise. You build your house a straw. It's going to come back to bite you in Don't the ass. Don't trust strangers. Uh, right. You build don't trust strangers too yeah we build a house of sticks again you know you're not really planning for the future there at all uh, they were they were sent out to seek their fortune the first two were penny pinching pigs um they decided to try and save as much money as they could with their architectural design of their house but then it came back to haunt them in the end and it was their downfall ultimately uh, whereas the third pig he put all of his money probably or most of it into bricks and built a strong house with a strong foundation and it didn't come back to bite him in the ass in fact he was the one who was laughing at the end
0: That's an interesting take and it makes me think, I wonder, did the three pigs have the same amount of money and what did the other two pigs that didn't survive? What did they spend their money on? Probably hookers
1: and (laughs) cocaine and
0: stuff. And I actually have another uh, pig fable. Um, And this this is from Aesop's Fables, um, because we enjoyed that in the last episode uh, about geese, the the goose who laid the golden eggs so you're a fan of Aesop's fagal fables have you ever heard the story of the sheep and the pig
1: it doesn't jump out at me but as i said i did have a large book of them when i was a child so i might recall it if you uh remind me what it's about
0: yes so here i go again another passage um one day a shepherd discovered a fat pig in the meadow where his sheep were pastured he very quickly captured the porker which squealed at the top of its voice the moment the Shepherd lays, laid his hands on it you would have thought to hear the loud squealing that the pig was being cruelly hurt but in spite of its squeals and struggles to escape the Shepherd took his prize under his arm and started off into the butch- to the butchers in the marketplace the sheep in the pasture was much astonished and amused at the pig's behavior and followed the Shepherd and his charge to the pasture gate What makes you squeal like that, asks one of the sheep. The shepherd often catches and carries off one of us, but we should feel very much ashamed to make such a terrible fuss about it like you do. That's all very well, replied the pig, with a squeal and a frantic kick. When he catches you, he is only after your wool. But he wants my bacon. (laughs) There's a a growl at the end. And the moral is, it's easy to be brave when there's no danger.
1: Ah, yes that's a good point yeah I do remember that now I think um, but then I was thinking of course that sheep are also killed for uh, their meat as well
0: so it's not entirely accurate um, but yeah it's I, I guess the sheep were going off and all that was theoretically happening to them was that their wool was being removed whereas the bacon the bacon was being taken from the bacon was being removed <laughs> <laughs> his internal organs were being Sa- removed
1: sausages and rashers sliced off
0: yeah exactly very good Uh, very very good
1: um you have anything else on pigs yeah well one of the most obvious ones that we haven't mentioned yet is the book animal farm Um, oh
0: excellent i was delighted you mentioned that i I had come across that and i know that uh, the pig uh, represented a certain figure in that so we'll go on ahead
1: yeah so animal farm starts off with the the animals of the farm kind of creating a mutiny against their human owners and uh, they decide to stand up for themselves and There is a mantra drawn up that all animals are created equal. And initially it's going very well. And there's various different types of animals on the farm. Uh, There is a pig and there's all sorts of other ones as well. Horses, donkeys, whatever. And um, gradually certain figures in the book begin to take power. And this is obviously a a political allegory uh, about the politics at the time, written by George Orwell. Um, But one of the pigs in particular, Napoleon, he basically leads a revolution and establishes, establishes a dictatorship amongst the animals, forgetting their original goal, which is to overthrow the humans. He then turns kind of the animals against one another, which is obviously kind of what happens in, in real life. and there's not, there's, That's just completely redundant to say that. But uh, the pig in question is called Napoleon, who, who leads the revolution against uh, the rest of the animals and establishes a dictatorship within the animal kingdom on the farm. Uh, and it's interesting that as the book goes on, The original mantra, all animals are created equal, eventually turns into all animals are created equal, but some animals are more equal than others, which always stuck with me. And that just describes the world politics in one sentence, really, doesn't it?
0: And it's a warning against uh, communism, isn't it?
1: All animals are created equal, but some animals are more equal than others.
0: Yeah. So in other words, like in a communism regime, uh, we're all equal, but the person in charge is more equal. He has more power when pigs fly.
1: Yeah, well, that's obviously a common uh, phrase used to denote something that's never, ever going to happen. And somebody will say, I will do this when pigs fly or pigs will yes. fly before that will happen.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, and this is called an adenatin. Okay. Never um, heard that word before. It's It's a specific term that describes things that express impossibilities. Right. Uh, one of them would be uh, when hell freezes over. Uh-huh, yeah, okay. Yeah. For example. All right. There's another one in Wayne's World called, uh, it, well, it says. <laughs> I was just thinking monkey, of that. Sorry. <laughs> when, when monkeys might fly out of my butt. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking of that. <laughs> and in Finnish, there's an expression. Kun lem hat len taffat. Mm-hmm. And that is when cows fly. <laughs> uh, and finally, when, in French, uh, the most common expression is "quand les or they des dents." <laughs> What's that one? <laughs> when hens will have teeth. Ah, uh, as rare as hens' teeth Call is the, another one as well. That's another phrase. <laughs> yes, ex- exactly. Um, it comes from a centuries-old uh, Scottish proverb. Blah blah blah. <laughs> I've done enough of this today. Let's just clear the decks here. What is it about pigs? Why are they always vilified by human beings? In, in your opinion?
1: Um. I don't know, really. They're not the most pretty animal to look at. That could be it. It could be something as as um, shallow as that. So, like, nobody... Well, some people do find pigs cute. But maybe they're not as cute as a sheep or a dog or a cow, even, maybe. I don't know. Like, looking at them. Um, they do tend to be in filth, regardless of whether that's because they can't sweat or not. Not everybody knows that, as we've learned today. So... They're seen as dirty. The oink sound that they make isn't very pleasant on the ear. Uh, so, I don't know. They've got a lot working against them. But it's kind of on a superficial level. Maybe if we got to know these pigs, we'd, we'd learn to love them. But most people don't.
0: Yes. And I wonder, is part of that not, going, not getting to know them, is that convenient for an animal that we eat so much?
1: Yeah, I suppose it is. And people are often horrified in Ireland when they hear about the Chinese people eating dogs and whatever, lots of domesticated animals that would be domesticated over here are eaten in China and people kind of turn up their noses at that and they like, how could you eat a dog? That's disgusting. But there really is no difference between eating a dog and eating a pig other than the fact that we've chosen to domesticate the dog and we draw a distinction between domesticated animals and ones that we eat, whereas in China they don't.
0: Yeah, we, we, I guess, domesticated the pig as well, but for eating.
1: Yes, sorry. My use of the term domesticated, I suppose, meant we have them in our homes. Um,
0: yes, sorry. Yes, you're right. And I know
1: there probably are some pigs that live in people's homes, but for the most part, they're they're a farm animal. Um, but you're yeah. shallow. Yeah. Really. Well, it's it's easier to compartmentalize um, your disgust when you like some animals for having in your house and you like some for
0: picking up a pack of sausages. <laughs> yeah, it's easier to vilify them, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dirty, filthy pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eat you, you disgusting pig! And another one that is is some people with animals they won't eat intelligent animals. Like oh, I wouldn't eat a I wouldn't eat a horse or a dolphin because they're really intelligent. Pigs is the fifth fifth most intelligent animal in the world.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of hypocrisy around the eating of animals. Um, you could have a whole episode of another podcast about that, uh, but it, I it think it comes down to people needing to be OK with the fact that they eat some animals and not other ones, and they have to justify that in some way in their heads and vilifying some animals or using the intelligence, whether it's right or wrong, as a, a case for some animals is, is the only way people can, can get by, especially nowadays when like every corner you turn, there's some vegan something or other being advertised or an article about how um, processed meat is going to kill you and how it's not sustainable to keep eating cows and there's not enough grass or farmland in the world and all that type of stuff so even more now than ever it's kind of hard to justify eating animals as we've discussed on previous podcasts on open us and um, it's hard to justify it and i think the best stance on that is just don't
0: justify it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and people just vilify the pig and i think one way to get rid of shame if you're ashamed about something so if we thought about it as humans we might feel ashamed about what we do to pigs but one way to get rid of that shame is just not to feel it at all and make pigs into this just meat and this stupid disgusting dirty animal yeah exactly that are there to be eaten
1: that's it and like the, 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 i suppose the line i will draw with uh, eating animals is that in the eu and in ireland the meat industry is quite well regulated better from what i've seen than the united states and i don't Feel too bad because I'm not doing anything illegal. I know the animals are poorly treated in some cases, but it really comes down to what do you feel an animal is for? Do you think they're for eating or do you think they're for running wild?
0: (laughs) Especially a domesticated animal. I've done my my stints
1: with veganism over the the last couple of years and so have you. I've gone gone back to meat and I've gone back to meat in a big big way. And uh, I don't know if I'll ever go away from it again fully i suppose it depends on how society changes how the world changes isn't isn't in the next few years and stuff like that but it's it's like it's so part of our culture and it's so part of our diet and when i look at a menu i like to be able to eat everything on it without guilt or shame
0: Mm. and and it's such a big part of the diet spare ribs bacon and ham just those three parts and that's not even including the line yeah, exactly, exactly. Or the black
1: pudding, slice of ham, ham sandwich, toasted ham and cheese, toasted pig and cow, <laughs> yeah.
0: and you could have eggs in there. As you, what did you call eggs once? Uh, um, what? Did, what Dylan Moore puts it very well,
1: the comedian. He says, uh, "What is a fry up really? When you look at it, slices of dead pig, tubes of dead pig, some fungus, and a chicken's period on a plate." <laughs>
0: that's it exactly that is it for pigs so as my wife said when she was looking at the pig yes you can eat it is true that you can eat most parts of a pig and we as human beings decide to do that while vilifying the pig
1: exactly and that's how we get by that's how we sleep at night
0: <laughs> that's how we sleep at night one less thing to feel ashamed about
1: and we we, we put a at a smear campaign against pigs full of misinformation and fake news <laughs>
0: it has been a complete smear campaign against pigs it's it's and they're always representing a tyrant or authority or someone in power well master trainer thank you very much for joining me for this discussion of pigs you're very welcome thanks for having me i really enjoyed it and i think overall i would summarize the pig as the misunderstood pig so we'll see you next week listener and uh, watch out for those pigs. And if you see a pig, try and be understanding of of uh, what it is, and don't vilify it or dismiss it. Or do that if you want. If that helps you sleep at night. <laughs> see you, trader. See you.